Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. We're in big trouble. Please save the show. Kyle Petty, Bradley Wood, guys are the stars of NBC. Good call. Welcome to NASCAR America Motormouths, presented by Liberty Mutual, here with Kyle Petty and Steve Letarte. Nate Ryan going to join us just a little bit later on. And, you know, it's the kind of day here in Charlotte, there is snow falling outside, which is very rare here in North Carolina. But very we are rare. feeling nothing but sunshine, sunshine because the Ryan Newman recovery appears to just keep getting better and better. Uh, Chrissy Newman, the team uh, sending and the team sending this out yesterday. Ryan Newman, Kyle, walked out of the hospital in Daytona, which is is amazing. A miracle. I, I, honestly, when we when you look at that crash on Monday evening and then think about the progression of Monday through the 24 hours of Tuesday into Wednesday morning when he walked out of the hospital, um, you know, I, I think it is an amazing story uh, that he's up, moving around, and has his little girls. Little girls. Yeah, listen, seeing is believing. Reports yeah. are great, yeah. but seeing him walk out, that's tangible. Exactly. Now, that's the person I know, the person we all know as a, a race car driver. You mentioned walking out with his little girls. Perfect. Um, it almost moves the story forward too fast. I mean, yeah. Also, he's great. He's yeah. 100%. I, I don't know if I'd say 100%, but that's a great look. Yeah, to is. be leaving the hospital. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was when we saw that photo. I think the team yeah. put out a photo with the yeah. girls, and then you yeah. see him walking out, and oh, you're yeah. right. It's sort of tangible now, mm-hmm. and nice to see him. Uh, we obviously continue uh, to wish him well. And as Ryan Newman's road to recovery begins, his team has continued to prepare for the second event of the season this weekend. On Wednesday, Roush Fenway Racing announcing that Ross Chastain will drive the number six Ford in Newman's absence at Las Vegas. Chastain, who is running for the Xfinity Series Championship, will compete in all three major NASCAR races this weekend, which really is sort of commonplace for him. It is commonplace. And remember, he, he won an Xfinity race at Las Vegas. It's a track he has yeah. success at. He's the super sub, right? This is the opportunity. Yeah. And listen, I don't want to move the story forward too quickly. We don't want to forget about Ryan and what he's been through this yeah. week. But the simple fact is that you know, these are the types of doors that can open. This is an opportunity for Ross Chastain, yes. not with the six. I'm not going to say he's a replacement for Ryan Newman at all. We all want Ryan back in that car, but it's a great audition, getting yeah. great equipment. And Kyle, you know, if he can go out and run well, in however many weeks he's in that six car, he may turn some heads. Yeah, and, and I think he has to, you know, we've seen drivers in that position before when, when Ernie Irvin was hurt. As we go back yeah. through the years and you've seen drivers in cars, it's going to be important for Ross to make the most, but not overstep. Yeah. Because overstepping is going to be the worst thing he can do. Um, but I think we've seen him in trucks. We've seen him in the Xfinity. We've seen him be able to take cars and do as much or more with them than anybody else. So I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they do these first few races. Yeah, just kind of soak in the moment, yeah, too, exactly. as well. And, and So it's your turn. This is the moment where you get to get in on the conversation. We are taking your calls now at 844-NASCAR-NBC. You can also use the hashtag, let me say this. Nate is um, feverishly getting ready for, <laughs> let me say this. Please. He is getting ready. So are we ready to, okay, so this is not a touch screen. I learned, but I'm going to do it. I, well, I like to do this, though, you just because I feel like I might fool people at home. Okay. Um, 
All right, so we've been waiting for this. You know who's kicking off the show? He is today? a Ryan Newman fan, so let's go with him. Yeah, you got it right. Carl. Carl in Ohio. Hi, Carl. Hello. Hey, thank you, guys. As you know, KP, I'm a big Newman fan, so watching him come out of that hospital was a blessing. Our, our Lord is good, and uh, Ryan NASCAR wants to give you a speedy recovery and hope you get back in the track. Uh, with that being said, what are some of the challenges that this team is going to face with Newman being out of the car to help keep the car competitive, to help keep speed up until Ryan hopefully is able to get back into the car? Well, I mean, I think instantly Ryan Newman had moved the needle for that six car on yeah. Tuesday. Nate reminded us all that he took that car into the playoffs for Rush Fenway a year ago. I think the most important thing, and you said it, I don't think they should look at the challenges. I think they should look at this as an opportunity, have someone else in the car, maybe see what kind of feedback Ross can have. It. Ross is not trying to replace Ryan Newman. Yeah. He's just filling in why Ryan exactly. is away. Uh, it'll be interesting to see that dynamic. Remember, it's a brand-new driver in the second Rouse Fenway car. Yes. I think that's the biggest challenge that to KP. Now they're going to Vegas with basically two completely new yeah. drivers. Two, and, and here's the thing. Where they are going into Vegas, where they are going into Phoenix, where they are going into California, these first five or six races, that work was done last year yeah. and through the winter. So there's not going to be an issue for Ross Chastain. He just gets in the car and drives what it is. What, what Newman has done is help that team develop and move forward, move the needle. You mentioned moving yeah. the needle on the six team, on the Roush organization. That's the leadership of Ryan Newman who helped move that needle. So if you look at these first five or six races without having a Newman, and we don't know how long he's going to be out. Let's be right. real clear about that. But if you look at these first five or six races, the impact will show up 10 or 15 races into the season if they miss something that they could have corrected design-wise in these first races. Yeah, willing himself really, though, yeah. in the, into the playoffs. So, yeah, you said that momentum yeah. and giving that team that momentum. Yeah. As well. So um, let's go to Connecticut. That's like a normal commute, right? Ohio to yeah, Connecticut. Why not? Happens? Not as let's do it. you think. No. no. Okay. <laughs> Rust Hi, Rusty. How you doing? Good. What's your question? How you guys doing? It's cold here in Connecticut. It ain't snowing yet, though. Oh, Good. we've got snow in Charlotte. Superhuman Ryan Newman. He is remarkable. Took a massive bell ringer in that race and walked out of the hospital 48 hours later. That's a miracle. Yeah, and I yeah. think Ross Chastain, I, huh? No, go, go, go. Uh, Ross Chastain getting in that number six car is going to be a good feel-me-out for what that car is capable of doing, aside from Ryan Newman bringing that car faster last year. Yeah. You know, I, 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 think, I think it's going to help both ways, and then Ryan will have a little time to recover to get back into the car and go to the playoffs again. Yeah, and listen, th this is the most important thing, and, and, and we cannot lose sight of this, is the accident happened what, 72 hours ago, whatever it is. I mean, we're three or four days yeah. removed. Ryan has to have time to heal and go mm -hmm. through the process of whatever Ryan Newman needs to be Ryan Newman when he comes back. You talk about him being superhuman. He's got to go through that process to just heal and be comfortable getting back in a race car. And that's going to be, that's the main thing. And I'm sure the Ralph Fenway organization has said, Take your time, dude. Yeah, it's your seat. Come back whenever you feel like yeah, it. Mentally and physically. Yeah. The other big important thing that I, I don't want to lose touch on is I'm so thankful the news is what it is for yeah, Newman. Yeah. But the sport isn't going to use that as an excuse to say we're fine. Yeah. We're okay. Yeah. The cars are safe enough. There's so many ways that NASCAR can dissect exactly what happened with the race yeah. car, exactly. why it went airborne, where the impact was, can it be re Remember, you know, there are always ways to improve. Yeah. I'm going to use Jeff Burton's line here. You can never achieve no. safety. Exactly. Right? It's, un it's unattainable. You continue to strive for it. So just because he is recovering – 
Yeah. Not mean you can say, oh, we're there. These cars yeah. are safe. That yeah. that would be a big mistake. Well, yeah. and it is first race of the season. That safety topic is now going to be one. It's always oh, yeah. one throughout the year, but it, I think it's now always even one. more we so. We get complacent to it at, at some this brings it back to the forefront again. NASCAR never takes a break from it. I, I will give those guys credit for it. They're constantly at the R&D center. They're constantly looking at stuff. Um, in these situations, it's sped up a little bit. Well, you know, mm-hmm. that's a department that's challenged yeah. with taking care of safety. They're working every week. Yeah. What this does is allow them, when they have the time with the other half of yes. the company, they're going to listen to me a little bit <laughs> yeah, more. Exactly. Uh, you know, we yeah. give them their 30 <laughs> minutes. Cause, exactly. Yeah. Hey, you, would you like to go to... Um, Oh, we're going to go to D.C. We're going to uh, Connecticut to D.C. Look, at, I wait. I didn't. I gotta Let's touch go. Screen. How Connecticut DC. to D.C.? So we're going to go to D.C. for J.C. How about that? That's good. Okay. Hey, J.C., what's your question? I have a question for Stephen Kyle, really. Uh, in the aftermath of Ryan flipping, uh, the camera, the TV camera, clearly showed a kind of a clear, thin liquid coming out of the back of the car, out of the truck area. And it was speculated it was gasoline, but it didn't flare up, and there was open flame nearby. I've heard other people say it was antifreeze, which when I was a pit crew person working in the garage, uh, we weren't allowed to use antifreeze. And I heard somebody say, well, it might be thin oil. Uh, I'd like to know what Steve and or Kyle might think that liquid was. Location-wise, I thought it was fuel. It didn't catch on fire, which tells me it's probably oil. The oil tank in these race cars isn't under the hood like your street car at home. It's actually a remote tank that's actually behind the driver, kind of towards the back half of the car. Um, I mean, look, the damage is so heavy, there's no telling. Yeah. I, at home live, that was where I went instantly. I was nervous that was fuel. Yeah. Uh, but because it didn't catch on fire, I guess I thought perhaps it was oil. Um, it's hard to say, to be quite honest, what was damaged, but uh, it definitely is an antifreeze. I can say that with yeah. was 100% certainty. Antifreeze is definitely not allowed. Yeah. Sorry. That never well, caught, wa- I never. I never. JC wanted to get your tap. Apparently, yeah. he didn't think I knew it was oil. Yeah. I'm just teasing. I'm just no, teasing. No, 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 I'm going with Steve Latart. I'm going with Steve. That tells you, that, you know, you go to the super speedways, the oil looks like it's fuel. It's so thin. There so, we go. There you go. Learn something. There we go. All right. Should we head to Ryan Newman's home state? Is that where we're going next? I love it. What do you guys think? Dolores. In Indiana, are you there, Dolores? Yes. Uh, Hi, what's your question? uh, I don't really have a question as much as a comment. Uh, Hamlin, to me, caused that wreck, and it wasn't necessary. If he hadn't gone across and got under the back of Blaney, and Blaney had no choice because his car was squirrely, he had to catch Ryan in the corner, and that messed up the whole thing. This kind of racing needs to stop. Racing is not worth somebody's life. That's it. And Ryan, I'm, I'm very glad that he's fine. Thank you. We are too. Thanks, Dolores. Thank you for your call. Thank you very much. And you know, it, it, it's and and this is why this is such a great sport because everybody sees it different. Yeah. Everybody can watch a race and see it different. And and whether you're a Denny fan, whether you're a Newman fan, whether you're a Blaney fan, it doesn't make any difference. You saw that last lap three or four different ways. Um, and, you know, it is what it is, and, and you, are, you are exactly right. There is no win or no race that, that should come down to somebody's life, for, well, for, for sure. It, but at the same time, uh, they're all trying to win a trophy. Well, it's a stark reminder. We talk about safety and the yeah. potential. The, the other thing it's a great reminder for is that, no offense to Kyle and Dale Jarrett, Dale Jr. and Jeff yeah. Burton, all my colleagues, drivers aren't normal. They're a long ways from normal. 
They they Bye. are a very special breed, and, and that's I wouldn't go um, special. But I, think, I'll well, I think it should be you know they should be defended. What they are asked to do at these races yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah, I is. am a competitor and a fan, and I think at times I'm as guilty as any that I get complacent that we strap yeah. these drivers in yeah. and everything's going to be okay. And this was a good stark reminder what these drivers are asked to do and the show that they yeah. put on. And to your point. At no point in that last lap did anybody look like they were racing with any sort of fear of what could yes, happen. exactly right. They were all yeah. racing for a checkered flag and a, a, and a career-changing day yeah. with the trophy. Yep. All right, we're going to talk about that because we're just getting started today on Motor Mouse. Yeah, we really haven't talked much about Denny Hamlin's win in the biggest race. Where does Denny now stand among the Daytona legends after winning the 500 for a third time? And speaking of Daytona legends, you don't just find them on four wheels. Five-time Daytona Supercross winner Ricky Carmichael joins us today. We will also continue to look ahead to this weekend's action in Las Vegas as NASCAR begins its West Coast swing. We're taking your calls on all of those topics and on the amazing recovery of Ryan Newman. Again, just call us at 844-NASCAR-NBC or tweet us with the hashtag LetMeSayThis. NASCAR America on NBCSN is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. Hey, wait. Danny Hamlin? Who the hell is Danny Hamlin? He said, left my truck here. The part that there's a, the fact that there's a FedEx truck parked perfect, there to traffic under Danny <laughs> Hamlin, the three-time Daytona uh, 500 champion. He was in New Danny York boy. City for the media tour after winning the Daytona 500. And yeah, saw that. But um, it does. I mean, he did become the sixth driver to earn three or more Daytona 500 victories. Uh, Kyle and Steve, this is a group that can be described, uh, one word, elite. Well, and there's one thing that's next to every one of those drivers' faces but Denny Hamlin, and that oh, is the yeah. badge of the Hall of Fame. That's exactly right. Uh, and KP, I know he doesn't have a championship, but in my mind, clearly, oh God. I don't think there was a question for me beforehand. I, there was not a question for okay, me Okay, but, but now, now, there should be yes. no question. Yeah. Do you agree that everyone yeah. could safely be able to say that Denny Hamlin yeah. is a Hall of Famer? For sure, for sure. I, 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 don't think, yeah, I, don't, I don't think that was, for me, it wasn't a question. Yeah. I mean, to watch what he's done, and watch what he's done at Daytona especially, uh, two previous wins. That That's Hall of Fame. Well, so you mentioned Daytona. I've been fortunate enough to be in the sport for a long time and seen a lot of wins. That final lap at Daytona is perhaps one of the best drives I've seen yeah. for what Denny didn't do. If we go back and we relive that final lap, this is going down the backstretch. Denny Hamlin's leading the Daytona 500 one mile from the finish line. He makes no move to block, holds his lane straight forward. Hard left right here, gets behind Ryan Blaney. I thought he's crazy. He should have been in front of the 17. I don't know how he catches this toe and sticks to the rear bumper of the 12. And then we've seen the replay on the front stretch, right? Jumps out to the outside of the 12, gets the 12 a little loose. And this is the, the replay we've seen with the Ryan Newman accident. The point I'm making is, Kyle, I'm not a race car driver, but in my mind, if I'm one yeah. mile from winning the Daytona 500, that car's three lanes wide. I'm yeah. left, right. In victory lane, he said his only chance to win was not blocking. Was not. That, that, yeah. that was just astonishing to me. That's why Denny Hamlin is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Okay, that's exactly right. And, and we just did Nate's podcast. And, and I said, if you're a young driver and want to know how to drive Daytona, watch that last lap. Watch Denny Hamlin on that last lap. He never makes a wrong move. Every move he makes is precise. Every move he makes is calculated. And it's exactly where he needs to be. And that's the hardest thing 
uh, for a driver is to not do anything, to just sit there and not do anything. And when he saw them coming, he was patient enough to sit there and not do anything, understanding that he still had at least a mile to get back where he needed to be. Chris, he's won three of the last five, but more importantly, in a race where so much is out of your control, yeah. mm -hmm. just take the snapshot of the trialable oh, yeah. of the last 10 or 15 right. Daytona 500s to see how many times the 11 car is right there in the mix. Oh, yeah. Even in 2014, when Dale Jr. and I were fortunate enough to get to the line first, on our bumper was Denny Hamlin. Yeah. I mean, he's always there. And, and it's easy to say, oh, how lucky? Yeah. At what point is Look, it not luck anymore? Yeah. And we were talking about it earlier, again, on, on Nate's podcast. Where, where how many times are you going to pump that podcast? I'm going to pump that podcast. <laughs> Nate Ryan. <laughs> yes. So, no, but but the, the thing is, go back to the week before. With, with the clash or the dash or the smash, whatever you want to call the race. All three. Who do you, he, there's Denny pushing a car to victory. Yeah. Right there. He, if he was not a lap down, think about that week, uh, the week that Denny Hamlin could have. Well, it, it is, we're going to get back to stick Danny. 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 Uh, where are we heading first? We've got a couple. Well, actually, where, let's see. Jeff? This is your, don't ask I know. That. I don't know what I'm doing. This is just, this computer here is just like a prop for it's me. It's a touch uh, Jeff in Connecticut. We already, we already went to Connecticut. We're going back. Like hey, Jeff. Hello, how are you? Good. Good. How, how you doing, Kyle and Steve? Wonderful. <laughs> what am I, uh, Chopper? What do you got, man? <laughs> I was a big fan of Jeff Gorn's, and then when Jeff Gorn retired, I'm a big fan of Chase Elliott. And uh, uh, one of the times I met uh, Ryan Newman was uh, I, I met him at Loudon, and he uh, was wearing a Jeff Gorn hat, and he told me to uh, change the hat. <laughs> and then uh, I wanted to tell Kyle real quick that I met his father at the SEMA show, and he was really nice, and he pushed people out of the way to get a picture with me. <laughs> so, That's cool. Um, did you did you tell yeah. did you tell Richard Petty to change his hat? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so my question is is I, I like Ryan Newman too, and uh, I I watched the Xfinity race, and I wasn't sure if the I wasn't sure if uh, not locking bumpers would maybe prevent uh, the big crashes like Ryan Newman had. Mm. So I'll jump in and say I don't think it will. Um, you know why I like no bumper locking rule is because it's one less rule we have to talk about or enforce. Yeah. Let yeah. these listen. Let these drivers do whatever they're going to do. Whether you're a fan or not a fan, you can have your opinion. But the only guys that can control what happens on the racetrack are those 40 guys that strap in and, and go to town in the race. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think that would – having or not having that rule wouldn't have changed this. Um, look, all this happened in sight of the, the checkered flag at last lap. I mean, so, I mean, that – you've got to take that into account. The reason this accident happened is the reason we all want to watch. And, and I don't mean for the accident, but I mean for the desire to win. Yeah. Because all of those drivers were steaming towards the start finish line thinking, man, you know, they weren't thinking nothing but win. That's right. all they were thinking. Right, taste it in that yeah, moment. Right. Yeah, all right, we're going to go back to the calls in just a little bit, but also coming up, motocross legend Ricky Carmichael is yeah. going to join us. He endured several big wrecks in his career. He's going to share his thoughts on Ryan Newman's wicked crash at Daytona. Uh, I'm going to ask him about maybe a, a comeback, too. He had to come back from some, some bad injuries. We'll talk about that with Ricky Carmichael coming up next. Last year.
here in Arlington, Texas, we saw the closest finish in Supercross history. This Saturday, the world's best riders will make their return to AT&T Stadium. Monster Energy Supercross, Saturday, 8.30 Eastern on NBCSN. Five-time Supercross champion and NBC analyst Ricky Carmichael had the best seat in the house for that one. He joins us now on Motor Mouse. Ricky, I'm going to get to bikes in a bit, but I want to ask you about this past weekend. You were in Daytona as an honorary official, and I know you've talked about Ryan Newman's wreck on your podcast. You've seen and been a part of crazy accidents. Even so, what were your thoughts? Were you taken back by what you saw? Yeah, I, I sure was. And uh, first and foremost, I'm glad he's okay. Uh, just in incredible, the uh, turn of events to see him walking out uh, yesterday was definitely special. And uh, man, I was thinking about him. I met Ryan uh, through Kevin Harvick when I was driving for KHI in 2009. And uh, we've kept in touch ever since then. Uh, everybody knows his sense of humor is, is, is so fun. He's a great guy to be around. So I was really concerned, hated seeing that. And you know, the thing, it's just Daytona, you know, and, and, and all racing, you know, really it can happen anywhere. Uh, so I was concerned, but, uh, at the same time, I was just so relieved to see, uh, the outcome yesterday and hopefully he's going to be all good. I know. And we all breathe a sigh of relief and you talk about that sense of humor. Sometimes yeah. I don't know if fans get to get to see that, but yeah, he's a very, a very funny guy. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, those crazy accidents though, I talked about you having, well, they've been on both bikes yeah and in the NASCAR Truck Series. You mentioned driving uh, that number four for KHI. And back-to-back -back years at Daytona, I think, 2009 and 2010, what were your thoughts? I think you had some... some some hits there at Daytona in the truck. <laughs> of course I, of course I did. Um, <laughs> you know what? They, they, they weren't, they weren't that bad. I was uh, very lucky, but I loved racing there. I loved racing at Daytona, whether it was two wheels, four wheels. I was really excited to be able to race four wheels there because you know, my history there, a uh, five time uh, Daytona supercross champ and uh, to, to be to able to race at Daytona on four wheels at a pretty high level. And I raced Xfinity race there, uh, 2010, I believe it was. So it was special just because I'd had so much success there on two wheels to be able to experience that racetrack on four wheels was, uh, something that I'll never forget. And I'm so grateful for that opportunity, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's fast. Things happen fast. Um, I always tell people, you don't really know how fast you're going until something goes wrong. And then when something goes wrong, you're like, oh man, I am really, there's a lot of speed here, uh, but I applaud NASCAR for what they do in the racetracks and making them as safe as they possibly can be. And uh, that's what I really respect about uh, about NASCAR. Uh, so you kind of get a comforting feeling a little bit when you get in get in those roll cages and them race cars a little bit different compared to motorcycles, as you know. Yeah, I had in my notes, Xfinity race in Daytona 2011. So, yeah, you were close. But, yeah, you also know about comebacks. Too. I think it was um, a crash and a torn ACL that kept you out of the 2004 Supercross season. You came back, though, with a perfect run outdoors. You won all 24 motos. Obviously, we don't know about Ryan's road to recovery or his future plans. But can you talk about the mind of an athlete, what you went through mentally to, uh, to come back and then to come back even stronger? Yeah, for me, it was it was almost a blessing in disguise. I mean, as you know, Chris, I was at it for a while and competing, competing at a high level, winning championships at a high level. I think that that came at a great time. It kind of put things into perspective. It was a nice break. I had a four month break of just basically rehabbing, training, doing all that stuff. And uh, it gave me the motivation 
and the, the, the want again that I wanted to go out there and race and finish out the last three years of my career uh, came at a perfect time. It wasn't ideal, but uh, it really boosted the next three years for me. So if you're looking at Ryan, you know, everybody knows that he's strong. And if he feels like he's not done yet and he hasn't made left the mark that he wants to in racing, then I fully support it. He's a very intelligent person. So uh, I know that he'll make the, the right move and, and decision that uh, is best for him and his family. Uh, but he just has to believe in himself. You know, he has to believe in himself, his team. And uh, if the drive is still there, then then I'm in support of, of his, his comeback. And, you know, anything can happen. He was certainly fast in Daytona. No reason he can't be uh, throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get to Supercross. They're heading to Arlington this weekend. So NASCAR had a theme of big three in, in Cup two years ago in the Xfinity Series last year. Is this the year of the big three in Supercross? It's, it's definitely shaping up that way. You know, with Eli Tomac in the points lead, you got Ken Roxon in second, Cooper Webb, the defending champion, right there. Uh, it's exciting. And I got to tell you what, being, being an analyst and being up there in the booth, it's so hard to know who's going to win. And it really does come down to the start. Uh, if any of these guys give any kind of track position, it's over. And it's really becoming a battle of the minds at this point. Listen, these three guys were almost halfway through the series and they know that it's real and they have to execute each weekend and they cannot give up any track position. They got to get good starts each weekend because if they don't, it's just so hard to make up time on the on their main competitors. So it's a lot of fun. And I think we're going to go down to Salt Lake City, that final round. It's going to go down to the wire. You think so? Is there something else we should keep an eye on? Maybe a, a, a hidden gem or somebody we're not keeping keeping our focus on? Well, of course, you know, you think about 2018 champ, uh, Jason Anderson. He he for sure has a chance to go out there and win some races. He's certainly capable of it. Adam Ciancerullo, uh, guys like that. And Justin Barsha, he's hanging in there by a thread. He doesn't have much room to play with. But uh, any of those three guys I look are going to be the next breakout winners. And uh, they can kind of throw a wrench, wrench into some things to give the top three, the big three, like you said, uh, maybe an opportunity to make up some points that are left out there. So that's the three guys that I have my eye on uh, outside of the, the big three. Well, it's great to talk to you. It's been a while. I, I covered you back in those Supercross <laughs> days and those Truck Series days. It's, it's nice to catch up with you. Yeah, it surely is. Thanks for having me on. It's going to be a great one in Arlington. we got the Triple Crown coming up. I love that. Uh, basically, three races. Uh, these guys really have to execute, and uh, it's going to be a great show. All right. Thanks, Ricky Carmichael, the GOAT greatest of all time on, the, on two wheels, Supercross five-time champ. Nice to catch up with him today, and we'll see him this weekend in Arlington, Texas. Coming up, we'll continue to take your calls, but, uh, man, what a great, these images, just um, so great to see Ryan Newman walking out of the hospital. But first, Nate Ryan joins us more. Do you still have that emotion when you roll into Indy and you look at, it's like you're 14 again? Well, when you roll in there, it's amazing. And I, I'd have to say that every time that they say, gentlemen, start your engines, I get the goosebumps as I did yeah. probably when I was there when I was 14. But, you know, it's a special place. And uh, uh, it, it's really the holy grail of the state of Indiana. I don't think there's any track in the world yeah. that has the love of that place. You stand there and you look at this. And it's just sort of, it has 230,000 seats, real seats. That's four times, four and a half times what the Super Bowl have. 
And I think that that, that starts to hit you pretty hard. That's going to be a good one. You can see the full episode of Coffee with Kyle and Roger Penske. It was good. Wait, you're taking, me to Kyle, channel. you're taking me to Kyle. You're taking me to Coffee a bunch. It's a fancy one. Never looked at <laughs> that. That's a fancy That's a one. Deal. And today is Roger Penske's birthday. Happy birthday, oh, Roger Penske. So uh, it was a lot of fun. 78%. What do you say? 78%? 78% of the tickets have Tickets been sold. are already sold. All the suites have been sold out. Oh. All the suites have been sold. I'm yep. telling you, man. And we were never more than about six words away from the word. Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. He always yeah. brought it back to Indianapolis in some way because that is his history and what he's done. It's amazing. Yeah, that is going to be a good one. Tune so in. Check Coffee out. with Kyle. Subscribe. Subscribe. That's the, um, the fancy version of Coffee with <laughs> yes. Kyle. Coffee with Kyle. And RP. And we know the month of May. I drink like this. I have we, my tea. <laughs> I have just like this. <laughs> Sipping the tea. Mm, it was you nice. got your shirt delicious, freshly delicious. starched. Yes, I did. Press it was great. For the okay. captain. Uh, but yeah, the month of May is big for not just Roger Penske. There's yeah, some uh, we had some news about Indianapolis 500 yesterday that James Hinchcliffe is going to return to Andretti Auto, Auto Sport. He's going to run three races for the team. And cool. two of those are going to be the Indianapolis Grand Prix and the Indianapolis 500 making his return there. So nice to see. He's a very popular driver in the IndyCar series. He unceremoniously got dumped from his ride during the offseason, and there was a lot of talk about you know, would he actually find a place, and now he joins a team in Andretti that really could win this race. So it's, it's a great landing spot for well, him. Well, you talk about drivers coming back. I'll never forget that day he came back yeah. from his horrific crash a year before to sit on the pole yeah. in Indianapolis 500. Right. So it'd be cool. Huh? It, yeah. listen, not that I wasn't going to tune in anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Know, fan, so. We'll be watching. Yeah. NBC. I, I, feel like I really didn't even introduce. I didn't say, hey, Nate oh, yeah. Ryan hey, joins us. Because we've kind of talked well, about Like Nate. I said, I've been mentioned too much in the <laughs> show. Right? We just well, kind of talked too much about the podcast. The podcast. Yeah, the he podcast. talking yeah. about. But we know when, when, when Nate Ryan shows up on Motormouse, there's, there's a big reason. Are you ready for it? What is it? Let me say this. Let me say this, people. Let me say this. Now, I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say this. But I'm going to tell you. But I'm going to tell you. I'm telling you. But I'm telling you. But I'm telling you something. And listen. Let me say this. Sorry, caller. I'm going to say this. Well, let me say this. I will say it forever. That's the best part. And there is a let me say this Roger Penske reference in the coffee with Kyle. Yes, there is. Which is another reason you should watch it. He does say let me say this. Not prompted. What have you got? Hashtag let me say this from Brian Harper. Christopher Bell looked pretty dang good at Daytona, but we all know the real measure comes Sunday. Looking forward to the big show. So Bell ran up front. Didn't hear quite as much about Cole Custer, Tyler Reddick. A lot of talk about the rookies this year. What what did you guys think about how they did? Yeah, look, I thought they didn't. In a race where you control this much, it seems like, sometimes. I felt like they all ran pretty strong. Um, it, it's not, the rookie title is not going to come down to Daytona and Talladega for these guys. I, I, I don't believe. It's going to come down to what we've seen them do in the Xfinity Series on these mile-and-a-half racetracks and on these short tracks. I think a lot of it comes down to the three drivers are in very different situations. You have Tyler Reddick trying to rebuild RCR with Good Austin point. Dillon's help. You have uh, Christopher Bell trying to figure out the relationship with the 95 and Toyota. I have some questions there, uh, you know. And then Custer, I guess, is going into the, what I would consider the most consistent yeah. ride. Most stable. Yeah, most right. stable. So yeah. we'll see. All right, from Luke Rainey, hashtag let me say this. New rules package at Daytona and Talladega has provided some incredible racing since last year. But after Newman's crash, do you think they may have pushed the limits too much? Will there be changes? We just talked about this on the podcast, Kyle. Will there be changes by NASCAR before Talladega? Do there need to be changes to make the racing safer? Okay, we, we're probably going to dis- disagree because I, I think there need to be changes. I, I think we've 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 gotten so used to pushing and shoving and bump drafting and all this stuff that we've gone over the line. You've got to step back and, and learn again. And it's like I've said, and I've said it a thousand times, and said it on your podcast. 
A majority of these drivers that run were in kindergarten and first grade the last time we had a fatality at this level. Mm -hmm. They've never experienced anything like that. They just think they're a lot safer and they're invincible. Um, I think, does there need to be changes? I don't know. It really comes down to what the drivers and the owners and everybody agree on. What I will say, though, is that I think there is now a room and the ability to make changes, and here's why. Pack-style racing used to be only at Daytona and Talladega. That's the only place the fans could quench that thirst for that type of racing. Now we see it at one-and-a-half and two-mile tracks, yeah. which point. tells me that I would be okay if Daytona went back to a little bit more spread out, a yeah. little bit more slipstream, maybe back to the slingshot, uh, Bobby Labonte, Dale Jarrett, Jeff Gordon, original tight days. Right. All right, this one's for you, Stevie. At Howie226 wants to know, how does a crew chief get a young driver in Ryan Blaney's position ready to race after the role he played in the last lap accident? Obviously, he was the last driver who made contact yeah. with Ryan Newman before that crash began. Well, so I think the first thing you do as a crew chief is don't pretend you're a driver. Um, you know, in, in the end, I think the goal is to be your driver's confidant, to be his friend, to listen, to listen to where he really is, to don't ask him to go out and do things he isn't. This is an area where you got to be smart enough to ask help from other people. If I'm in this 12 team, I'm not afraid to raise my hand and say, Roger Penske, the guy that sat down with Kyle, he's done it all. He's seen tragedy. He's seen triumph. He's won at all the different racetracks. I question what I could provide versus perhaps yeah. giving Ryan the right person to talk to. Um, maybe it's another retired driver. You know, I would look for opportunities. And just the end, I would just make sure I understand he's a human. He's not a robot. He's a human who has to go out and drive a race car. That would be the biggest thing. Yeah. All right. And from Jacob, um, Newman possibly saved his own life after he pushed NASCAR to implement the Newman bar in 2009. We were just talking about this on the podcast as well. Squeaky wheel sometimes gets the grease when it comes to making NASCAR safety. Yeah, listen, and, and, and you know this, Steve knows this. Nothing gets changed unless somebody raises their hands or, or speaks with a voice. And, and Newman has constantly pushed that envelope, constantly prodded, constantly said, we need different things. We need this. I don't like this. I don't like that. Whatever. And we talked about it. He's been fine for it before, you know. And so I, I think, yes, if you sit around and you're silent, then expect what you get. But if you speak up and you don't get what you want, and then something like this happens, then you can come back and say, listen, I told you guys this was going to happen. I think Newman's one of those guys who has defended every driver out there right. by, by being the squeaky wheel. Yeah. Finally, hashtag let me say this, this one for, for Krista. Ooh. Well, it's a bushing. It's a bushing or a bearing. Stara says, uh, Krista Voda is my new role model. Her calm demeanor and the ability to provide us with the facts was everything I needed during the Tuesday NASCAR America. Uh, and then I guess a clapping hands emoji. So. Thank you, Sarah. Yes. It's very nice. You're like, Calm why demeanor. are you laughing? You've never seen her before makeup. <laughs> That's a good point. Or, or when, um, when we I get wear kicked this? out. Should I get, wear this? I don't know. When I we just, get kicked I, out of victory lane. Yes, that's true. Kyle just kicked out of, that's a whole other story. Stirs the pot. All right. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks to all our callers, all our viewers. That's uh, some good stuff. Do yeah. we have, what do we do? Where we, do we have, oh, I was going to say my calm demeanor is going to tell us. <laughs> That we're going to, I was going to say we could take some more calls. But we're going to do that after the break. Okay, let's do it after the break. We have to do it after the break. <laughs> we're going to get back to your phone calls next. Call in at 844-NASCAR-NBC. NASCAR America on NBCSN is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. 
Welcome back. We continue to celebrate Jimmy Johnson's amazing career in his final full-time season. The NASCAR Cup Series heading to Vegas, where Jimmy Johnson earned three consecutive wins from 05 to 07. His victory in 2006 came on a memorable last lap pass of Matt Kenseth. See it right there. Johnson added a fourth win at Vegas in 2010. Yeah, this could be the place, right? I mean, we really just celebrate Jimmy. Yeah. And that's week, what these pieces are. We yeah. just wanted to celebrate Jimmy here on Motor Mouse and NASCAR America, you know, once a week to just say these are the things yeah. that maybe you guys forgot three in a row at any place. And he has, a, uh, he has something impressive. at every track. Yeah, but can everywhere. he become a five-time winner in Sin City? The odds maker Steve say no. Johnson currently a 40-to-1 underdog to take the checkered flag this Sunday. Well, I think past history would say that underdog status is perhaps deserved. But yeah, um, I think the bigger question is maybe not Las Vegas Will Jimmy Johnson win in 2000? Yeah, that's the question. Okay. That's the question. That's the question. All right, we'll continue to kind of keep a look at that, but yeah. let's go back to the phones. Marvin in Ohio, are you ready for your, uh, your what's your question? Hey, what's up, Krista? Hi, guys. Hi, How are you guys doing this evening? Good. How's it going, Marvin? Good. You want to talk about Vegas? I sure do want to talk about Viva Las Vegas. And my question for you guys is, who do you guys have winning the poll and winning the race this Sunday in Viva Las Ooh, Vegas? Two. Yes, Mr. Fantasy Leader. Who do you have? I have He's leading our league, so let's just say this. All right, William Byron, poll center. Ooh. He's going to win. Hendrick's going to continue to dominate qualifying. And then I have Joe Gibbs Racing going back-to-back. -back. I have Martin Truex Jr. victorious in Las Vegas. Mm. Wow. I'm just going to follow him research. this week because I'm like 75 points behind him after one race. That's it. Well, the co-favorites, according to the odds makers, are Kyle Busch, uh, the hometown kid, and, and Kevin Harvick. Yeah, we're four, nine to two, four and a half to one. I mean, Truex is there at five to one. Um, listen, until somebody can prove they can consistently yeah. outrun the Toyotas, yeah. I'm going to pick them. Why not? All right. All right. Let's see what Rita has to say. Rita in Illinois, what's your question? Uh, hi, um, big new Ryan Newman fan here, and uh, Kyle Petty fan as well. Oh, Being, yes, absolutely. Uh, um, two hundred to one odds for Ross Chastain this weekend. What do you think uh, his biggest challenge will be uh, for the race this weekend? Biggest challenge for Ross? You know, I, I think watching Ross run the Truck Series, watching Ross run the Xfinity Series. I, I, I think the biggest challenge is controlling his emotions and just doing the job that needs to be done for Roush Racing this weekend. Okay. Uh, that'll be the biggest challenge. I, I don't think he goes in with the thought, I'm going to go out here and lap the field. I'm going to go out here and, and, and do this. Just go do the job that you're hired to do, which is fill in for Ryan Newman and bring this car back in one piece. Keep it simple. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. I think you know, he has cup experience, yes. but at some point... Unless I'm missing a run, this will be the best cup equipment he sat yes. in. Yeah. Just go out there and kind of block and tackle. Don't yeah. get ahead of yourself too much. All right. Let's go back to the phones. Back to Ohio. Uh, Rocky, do you have a question for us? Yeah. yeah hey, uh, I'm a big Ryan Blaney fan, and uh, I'm just kind of worried about his mental state and uh, driver remorse. He's a very great driver, very talented. And I just want to know, uh, he's kind of shut down on his uh, Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. And I just want to know, how, how are we going to get him over the hump and tell him it's not his fault? And that's it. Well, I will say that, in my opinion, the only way you can get over whatever the situation yeah. is, it's kind of, you got to get back on the horse. And I think for Ryan Blaney, he's going to have to get back on the racetrack, prove to himself he knows what he's doing. I don't think anyone holds him responsible. No. He's probably harder on himself Self, than anyone else will be. Um, but listen, this is, uh, it's real. 
I mean, it's real. This is reality, yeah. and he's had to work through it. Yeah, but let's be honest. Some of the comments that people put on Twitter, um, you know, he should shut it down. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, it, he they ran the gamut, and it was crazy, to be honest with you, and to, to defend Ryan. I will say this. His dad, his uncle, he grew up in a racing family. He understands racing as well as anybody out there, his family does. All he has to do is look inside his family, and he's got plenty of support. All right, you guys have a you guys have time to stick around for one more one more yes, segment. Do a yes. few more calls. That, right, I didn't know well, if you were leaving. I didn't know. No, if you were no, no, no. I, I, I got no plane to catch. Uh, snow's still falling. Snow's okay, falling. All right. So, all right, for those on the line, stay right there. Thanks We've got more in. of your calls coming up on Motor Mouse. We'll be back right after this. Tonight, Washington's Alex Ovechkin continues his pursuit of history. He is just two goals shy from reaching the 700 mark in his career. It's the Capitals and the Canadians. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on NBCSN. And we have time for just a few more calls this afternoon. Let's go to California. Bill, what's your question? My question is, should the uh, green-white checkers thing be eliminated, at least at the super speedways, before the next tragedy occurs? All right, you taking it or am I? Uh, take it. Thanks, Bill. Because I don't. Thank you. I mean, I don't think so. Uh, so here's. I, I don't like overtime anyway. I'll be the guy everybody yeah. doesn't like. I would say the race is 500 miles, not just super speedways. Everywhere you go, you get to the 500 mile mark. Wherever the leading is winning, that's how it is in the Indy 500. That's how it is everywhere else. So you know, that's more you, of a fan question. That's exactly but. right. Because when you buy that ticket, it says Daytona 500, not the Daytona 507 and a half. So okay. I, I mean, end of conversation. Yeah, I'm, so I, on that. I'm, I'm fine with uh, now. I'm going to caveat by saying you have a record four or five to go. I'm good if you can get a red flag to give people one shot to finish the race. Yeah. We don't have to ride around for nine laps. Yeah, but I'm okay with no overtime. Yeah. All right, thanks for the call. Let's go to Illinois. Hi, Joe. What's your question? Hi. Uh, I just want to talk about the safer barriers for a moment. Um, They've done a great job in saving the lives of many drivers, but I've also noticed that I've seen more cars get airborne from impact, not necessarily air getting underneath of them, but the impact of hitting the wall, the cars have gone airborne. I'm wondering if there's maybe a little bit something more that could be done there. Oh, you're you're, you're saying that when they hit, that they spring up into the air um, like a trampoline? Yeah. yeah. I, you know what? I, I don't know. Um, dang, the way some of these cars hit and the way they get into it, um, I'm not sure that that same thing wouldn't happen. We we saw it. I, I'm not sure that wouldn't happen with a concrete wall, too. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, listen, these safer berries are such a huge benefit to the sport. I can't speak mm-hmm. yeah. enough about how great safer barriers are. Um, and, and for a guy who grew up testing walls all over the United States at different <laughs> racetracks. Safer barriers are a must. Um, and I do understand your concern, but I'm not sure that's all. I, I would have to look more into that. Yeah, I mean, can something be approved? They are, yeah, they always. always yes. Always yes, but I, I agree with Kyle on that. All right, we're going to stay right here in North Carolina okay. for Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Thanks for, uh, for calling in. Hi. What's your question? So my question is, after the wreck with Ryan Newman, is there a way NASCAR can slow the cars down at the super speedways, possibly introduce a bigger 
restrictor plate, so the max mile an hour is like 140, 145. So I'm going to be blunt. Absolutely, but would you go and watch? Yes, I would, because I'd rather they be safe than possibly go through what we went through in 2001, losing Dale Earnhardt and losing another NASCAR driver. I would hate to see that happen. You know, but that, and I, this, I'm not but, trying to be rude when no, I say no, that. No, 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 hey, no. To answer your question, but I'm going to go say, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this at you. I'm going to throw this at you. I, I think what we see is a product of pack, pack racing, not a product of speed. When, when I grew up, we were talking about before. When I grew up, you go to Talladega, you run 210 miles an hour, but nobody run close to each other. So it was a different kind of racing. We didn't have these kind of accidents where it took out 20 cars at the same time or 15 cars at the same time. So it's a product of the pack racing more so than it is of speed. We've got to figure out how to separate one huge pack into multiple packs and let them race each other that way more so than anything else. So listen, I know it's popular for media and all sports to have a distinct opinion on how the sport should run, yeah. but I, I believe this is a driver question. I mean, it comes down to yeah. the 40 people that are expected to perform on the racetrack, and they need to communicate Say, with NASCAR yeah. on on what that level is, right? We talk about Ryan Newman, who's, who's vocal for yeah. safety. They're going to have to raise their hand and say, yeah. this is the threshold. This is how fast we need to go. I can't answer that for them. Yeah, it, it, yeah. speed is, listen, some of the greatest races you'll ever see happen at 55 miles an hour at your local short track. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a, so speed and racing really don't have anything to do with each other, in, in my opinion. I mean, if they run 145 and it puts on a great show, yeah. so be it, man. I would sit there and watch a great show anytime at 145 miles an hour. At the same time, 145 miles an hour is not going to stop what we saw there. It's just not. Um, 145 miles an hour is still pretty fast. Well, as, <laughs> as we sort of put Sorry. a bow on Daytona, I do want to say some great runs. Chris Buescher, yes. David yeah. Reagan, yep. David Reagan. Uh, I know everything sort Reagan. of changed great when, when our, our hearts and, and heads sort of focused yeah. on Ryan Newman, but um, you know, great run for the for those guys. Yeah, Corey LaJoy, there's been a lot of conversation about Ryan Blaney yeah. and, and, and where he is for the accident. I know uh, Corey LaJoy, I've seen a lot on social media. He was the driver who unfortunately hit Ryan yeah. Newman. Still came home with a good run in eight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I think much like Ryan Blaney, I, you know, I'm excited to see Corey get back on the racetrack and put Daytona behind him. Good run, awful result there in the trial. So yeah. looking forward to Las Vegas then. Anything you guys are looking forward to? What do you want to watch? The rookies? What do you want to see? Oh, by the way, you have 10 oh, seconds. You have 10 listen, seconds I want to see how the Chevys do. <laughs> I'm still, I'm, Thank you. I'm, I'm still out on the Chevys. Okay. I, I yeah. just want to see what the Chevys do. All right. Thanks for watching Motor Mouse. Nice to hear so many of you thinking of Ryan Newman. Our best wishes continue for him as well. NASCAR America returns on Monday. Have a great weekend. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.